Recorded live. Good evening, good afternoon, and good rising. <laughs> Since we have uh, about, you know, we have all three here today. Uh, welcome to the Indigo Room. I am your host, Sydney Chase, and you have joined us in the Indigo Room, creating our reality live interactive broadcast. Uh, it is Sunday, April 12, 2015. Yes, this is the uh, winter in the third quarter, second quarter, sorry, of the year. And um, wow, I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, we are going to be finishing up um, the I Am Discourses. And, of course, you know this is where we discuss all things spiritual, and by that I mean that we are all non-physical spiritual beings having physical human experiences. That is all, really, in a nutshell. And sometimes it feels wicky-wacky, and sometimes it feels crazy, and sometimes you feel upset or discouraged or disgruntled or whatever. But bottom line is you have a choice and you have tools. You came with tools, and maybe somebody didn't tell you about your tools, but this is where we discuss those tools and how to use them and apply them to your own life, to your own experience, to your own reality. So I'm happy to be here today. Um, We were off last week. It was Easter, and I decided to take off. I don't really celebrate that holiday, but um, a lot of people do and a lot of my friends do, so I decided to just kind of chill. You know, and uh, this week we're back and we're finishing up the I Am Discourses. Listen, listen, those of you who hung in there, we have been reading them for a year and four months and this is the end. We're done. We're finished. Now, there are more volumes for you to read if you so desire. That is on you. You can read them at your leisure. I just wanted to bring the first three to you because the first three helped me immensely in my own experience and in my own reality. So we're going to share some of those really wonderful things today. And um, we're going to talk to Gary. And if you have something you want to share, maybe you've been reading along with us this past year and um, you found some things that have been helpful for you, well, you know, you can call in. At 724-444-7444, then enter the TalkCast ID number, which is 33443, and then follow the operator prompt. Okay, you got to hit the 33443 with the hashtag button or the pound button, and then you follow the operator prompt, and you'll be connected to the call, and we can talk to you, too, and you can share what you have experienced. It could be something small that you think is insignificant and you don't think it's big enough to share with anybody, let me tell you something. There are no small changes in my book. All small changes equal big changes. If you keep moving, you build momentum. It's a delicious thing. It has to start somewhere. Might as well start with you, right? That's what I think. So um, do you have a new uh, email? It's the Indigo Room 2 at gmail.com. We have the blog that we post uh, every day. You can 
follow along on sydneychase.wordpress.com. <laughs> you always forget what that is. And uh, I have some good news I'm going to share. And I know Linda probably has some nice news to share and what she's experienced with the I Am Discussions. I know Gary does have some things to share. So um, we're going to let's talk to Gary a little bit because he has to leave early today before we start reading. And we are going to be finishing up on page 350. And there's only, well, you know what, we might as well finish the pages and then Gary can, can add in because there's only a couple of pages left of the I Am Discourses. And uh, we might as well get that done. Get that, get that out of the way. <laughs> and then we can talk to Gary and then we can talk to Linda and anybody else that wants to share. I am so excited to be here with you all today. So I'm glad. Hello, Guest 5. And uh, we have a new person that joined us today from Europe. So good evening to you, my friend, Guest 4. And uh, Guest 5, I'm not sure where you're from, but hello and welcome. And uh, you know where I'm from. Studio B. We started out in Studio B, <laughs> wound up in Pennsylvania. Studio B used to be in New York. We wound up in Pennsylvania. Oh, and by the way, Studio B used to be the bathroom of my dad's apartment because, you know, I was homeless. Wound up in Pennsylvania, and now uh, we're going back to New York, back where we started, which is a fun thing. I love going back home. All right, so... Uh, we're going to finish up. Gary, do you want to read today? We only have a couple of pages left. How about you read the last one? And then you can go right into um, sharing if you want. Is that all right with you? Do you want to get in on the action? Oh, I don't even have the book unpacked. I don't know. Uh, I don't have the... Uh, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Fine. Fine, fine. Fine. So, well, at the... <laughs> At the last um, page, because we only have like three pages, uh, one, two, about five pages to read, and then you can just come in and give us your deliciousness. How about that? Sounds good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I know you got to go, so we're going to keep it short. Okay. Catch up to you. All right. And Linda, Linda, my dear. Yes. Hi, Linda. Hi. You you can read the last discourse, uh, which will be cool. 33. Already. Are we ready? 33 and 30. Yeah, 33. Yep, we're ready. So I'm okay. going to read this, this one here. Uh, 32, we were on page 350. We left off. And uh, I'll start at the top of the page. We rejoice and give thanks that this year, this year, our year of doing the I Am Discourses, <laughs> this year will release such abundant financial support for this work that boundless light and blessings will be brought to mankind. In all past golden ages, when the great light of the higher octaves descended into the earth, enfolding and dissolving the human creation about individuals, they were so enabled to reach into the higher octaves through the inner sight, hearing and feeling that they knew firsthand the true reality 
and that the outer form was but the garment of this all-wise supreme intelligence which the mighty I Am Presence used to to find expression in the denser octave into which the human had drawn itself. That is us, okay? So we're we're the outer, this is, you know, this, this flesh and blood is your outer garment. There's a lot of stuff going on on the inside of you if you reach in a little bit, you know, and start calling on your mighty I am presence and start focusing on that. Instead of focusing on the wiki-wacky, the nonsense, the drama, the chaos, the confusion, the how I'm going to do it, what am I going to do, how am I going to get this, I need to do this, I need to have blah, 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 blah. All that sticky-sticky-sticky that's going on in your mind, if you could just calm yourself and focus on your I am presence, there's so many powerful I am statements throughout just the first three texts of the I am discourses. If you could focus on that and use that um, to assist you about, about the reality that you're creating, I got to tell you, amazing things will happen. Can you, Obi-Wan students of the light, even for a few moments, realize what joy this brings to the hearts of the host of ascended masters who have freed themselves through self-conscious effort from these same human limitations which you are now experiencing? As those beloved messengers have come to know with full assurance that freedom, so all mankind will one day understand that everyone can make the necessary self-conscious effort in the recognition and acceptance of this mighty I am presence and have this freedom. Do not let any one of the beloved students make such a mistake as to think that the mighty I am presence is going to act independently of the individual's own self-conscious effort. Remember that. It's not going to act independently, independently of you because you have free will. That's how unique we are. That's how uniquely created we are. So your free will can fight against it, and that's okay. Your mighty item presence still continues to love you, but it's not going to step in and take over your life and create this, you know, beautiful, magnificent, wonderful life that you're supposed to have unless you decide to do some work too. This never is and cannot be done. It is true that after the student has reached a certain point of attainment, the law seems to begin to act almost automatically. But this is only because a charged momentum has been built and established about the individual. Let me make clear to you now that let me make clear to you now that never until you have made the ascension do you cease to make conscious application for your own freedom. So it's always you're always going to be able you're always going to be doing it. <laughs> I was talking to some people yesterday, and um, I asked the question, um, "Do you cry?" And they're like, "Oh yes, yes, I pray. I pray every day." Okay, and so when do you pray? Oh, I pray before I go to bed, you know, and I pray in the morning. I said, okay. I said, and um, do you realize that all of your thoughts are a prayer? No. I said, yeah, 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 it is. It's true. So all day long, you know, you get up, you have your, your quiet time, your sacred time or whatever. And don't get me wrong, that's great, that's great, that's wonderful. You pray and you have these moments where you pray and you, you, you thank God or you thank Great Spirit or you do your ritual. And then in between those, 
you're wicky-wacky. You cut somebody out, you do this, you pick it, you, you know, you think about the broke, you think about how you're not going to be able to pay your bills, you think about who's sick, who shot John, where am I going, how am I getting there. All of that is also constant prayer. All of it. So when you find yourselves in those moments of wicky-wacky drama-creating nonsense, you may want to pull yourself out of it and start focusing on your I am presence, which is also a prayer. Your I am statements are also a prayer. So people tend to think that praying is, you know, some sort of sacred act that you only do at certain times of the day and, you know, you get these blessings from that particular prayer. You're in constant prayer because your thoughts are creating your reality, period. That's how it rolls. That's the way it works. That's how the world works. You don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but that's how the law works. Today, I am going over some simple yet all-powerful acknowledgments of the truth because I wish every student under the radiation to have a copy of this so each one may read it once a day. For to those who will do this earnestly and consciously, conscientiously, I will give forth my own individual radiation to bless them and assist them in their freedom. You have been asked throughout the past year to charge your mind, home, body, world, and activity with the perfection, there goes that word again, <clears throat> of the mighty I am present. Now, with your permission, I shall assist you and also charge your being and world with this mighty perfection and abundance. I am offering this assistance to you, O oh beloved students, to let no one be so foolish as to doubt. For I am the Jesus, the Christ of Galilee, that you have known for the past 2,000 years, who is dictating this discourse and offering this assistance to you. Again, let me assure you that this work of St. Germain and myself is entirely different from anything that has been given forth to the Western world because In this work, there are no human concepts nor opinions. It has not been possible to do this herefore too until the visible light and sound rays could be established to which knowledge and instruction could be given. If you, beloved ones, the students can realize this, how great will your blessing and how great will be your blessing and benefit. The protection which has been given America and certain other parts of the world during the past few months has transcended anything I have ever known in my experience. Oh, if humanity excuse me, could but realize this, how gladly and willingly could they cooperate to their utmost to sustain it so its all-powerful activity might ever increase. We can but call your attention to the truth, the reality as we know it to be. When you can fully accept this truth and apply it in your world and activity, you will have all the proof required in your own experience to enable you to know the full power of the truth of which I have spoken. To all who can accept this truth, I will, it will enable me to charge their consciousness and fill their worlds and activity with this truth. They who doubt must wait, for doubt and fear are the two doors through which every human being must pass to know, to have his full and complete freedom. The key that unlocks these doors is divine love in each one's acknowledgement of his own mighty I am presence as the fullness of the power of divine love acting. The door to the seventh octave of light stands open to every one of the beloved students under this radiation who will make sincere, earnest, self-conscious application. This, my beloved brothers and sisters, means your freedom. 
Can you, will you grasp this with the full power of your I am consciousness and be free? As I am dictating these words to the messengers through amplifiers, which your outer world has not yet known, these words and this radiation are among are going forth into the mental and feeling world of humanity. That's how we got the book. <laughs> Which will immediately start into operation. And as the students and individuals contact these words from time to time, they will find an immediate response which will enable them to feel the truth and the reality of which I speak. Oh, that humanity who through church service after church service are acknowledging my ascension, Oh, why can they not feel the true reality and know that in my ascended eternal light body, I can and do reach all who will open their hearts to my reception. Oh, children of earth, learn to couple your feelings of the truth with the acknowledgement of the truth that you wish to have manifest in your life. Then you will be enabled to go forth to any height of achievement in your quest for freedom. I am the door I am the open doorway which no man can shut. Your mighty I am presence is the truth, the way and the life. Your mighty I am presence is the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Your mighty I am presence is your directing intelligence, your exhaustless, sustaining energy. Your mighty I am presence is the voice of truth speaking within your heart the light enfolding you in its luminous presence, your internal belt of protection through which no human creation can pass, your eternal reservoir of exhaustless energy which you can release at will through your conscious charging. Your mighty I am presence is the fountain of eternal youth and beauty that you can call into action and expression in your human form today. Your mighty I am presence is your resurrection and the light of your body, of your world, of action into that perfection which the heart of every human being so much desires. Listen, O oh beloved students of light. When you are uttering these decrees for yourselves and I am uttering them for you, do you not see that we are holding it for all, doing it for all the rest of mankind as well as ourselves? That when you issue a decree of and through the I am, you are issuing that for everyone else as well as yourself. This is how the application and expression of the I am becomes all-powerful, exhaustless in its activity, and forever acts beyond the realm of human selfishness. Why? Because you are asking for every one of God's children the same perfection which you are calling into action for yourself. This is not possible except in the use of the I am statements and application, for acting within the I am presence takes you instantly out of the activity wherein there is human selfishness. This is why the earnest, sincere student will cast out all doubt and fear, will find himself or herself acting within a sphere of positive, definite activity which knows no delay or lack of accomplishment in anything. Then, O oh beloved ones, do you not see how you are then acting in a world of infallibility wherein your decrees enable the full power of the I am to move into action, causing all human inharmony 
and limitations to move out. I now voice the decree that the host of Ascended Masters and Students issued last night at the Royal Teton, such freedom, health, prosperity, and harmonious action shall come forth for America and the world as have never been experienced on earth. The students who will join us in this decree will render a service which will bless them throughout the ages, only because America is the cup, the holy grail. We often speak of America first. All should know without question that what blesses America blesses the world. An activity, a radiance, such has not been known since the height of the last golden age on Atlantis, was sent forth from the conclave at the Royal Teton, the description of which St. Germain will give you later. The fullness of my love, light, and blessing I leave with yourselves, all the students and all mankind, that the light within each heart may be so quickened that you and they will no longer know limitation of any kind, and the light becomes so powerful that its very radiance consumes all human creation accumulated through the past or present, setting all forever free. My love unfolds all forever. Jesus the Christ. Now, see, that was pretty powerful. See, if you are uh, focusing on your I am statements, you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping those around you. That's why I say it's so powerful, you know, um, that you're so unique that you're here at this time, here by meaning here on the planet, here in this plane, that you have this ability to be able to share and use your I am statements, but you are benefiting all of those who are not really using it right now. You're sending it out and you're thinking, it's only working for me, but it really is helping everybody. I love that. That was delicious. I'm going to let Gary talk a little bit um, before you jump in, Linda, because I think he's probably going to be gone soon. Hello? Hello, yes. Hello, Linda. Hello, Gary. What did you think about that last part, those last few words, those last few pages? I thought they were just delicious. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, this past year, I have seen so many changes in my own experience. It is breathtaking almost. Nah, not almost. Very breathtaking. So, Gary, before you go, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm probably going to jump in while Linda's talking. It's going to take a long time to finish the last two pages. <laughs> and then we'll miss you. You have some deliciousness to share, too, um, since we've been really focusing on our I Am presence since a lot has changed for you this past year and four months. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Lots of, lots of interesting changes, but all good. And now, now I can look back and say they are very predictable changes because the way this stuff works out. Well, it's predictable for you because you doing the work, but think about somebody who's listening in who has no idea what we're talking about, really. How would I say it? Well, I, you know, okay, so I can, I can look back and say, like, because now that I'm aware of this type of work, I can go back and start tracing my steps. Like, you know, it's, um, like when you first start out, things seem like synchronicities, 
And like, oh, well, isn't that a coincidence? I was just thinking about somebody calling or, you know, a blue butterfly and then it shows up kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's where I started with the stuff. But nowadays, it's more of um, I can actually go back and say, oh, you know, that's what I was thinking with a really intense emotional connection. And look what pops up in my life. So now I'm in the process of really making those, the mental connections to what I was thinking and feeling, maybe not when I was thinking and feeling it, but I can can remember back and say, oh, okay, so that's what got the ball ball rolling to get me in this situation. And I can sit here and enjoy it, or I can take it in another direction. So have you found the I am statements and focusing more on your I am presence beneficial for you in the sense that um, you see more progress or momentum flowing for you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's like, um, I don't want to explain it. Um, how do I want to explain it? <laughs> It's, 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 um, well, number one, you moved. Number two, um, you got you got uh, you were um, living the posh life at one point, and so now you you got some of the things. I'm just talking about the physical things and the mental changes that you see, the feeling changes, and how where you were um, a year and a half ago to where you are now. Yeah. Okay. Well, Even like, with some of the some of the shifts that you've seen at work at your at your employer with your employer. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another good <laughs> funny story there. Um, so the short recap of like the six months has been I really wanted to change my living situation because it wasn't mm-hmm. well with my roommate. I was kind of uncomfortable with the place I was living in. So I started thinking about well, you know what things do I want? Well, I could start repainting it. I want I want a blue bedroom. I want to have a really cozy, you know, kind of masculine-looking bedroom. Uh, wanted, uh, I don't want to look out at this courtyard anymore because across the fence was my landlord's uh, business. And so, uh, you know, machinery workyard was, that's all I could see out of my bedroom windows. Uh, I, there were other things I was focusing on about it. And so, <clears throat> well, how nice would it be to live in a really, like, total residential neighborhood instead of a semi-industrial neighborhood? Yada, yada. So um, uh, in the middle of February, they give us some notice because they want to gentrify the building. So they're asking tenants to leave. I was upset. But then, um, like, the next day, I decided, okay, fine. I made this happen. I don't care what, but I made it happen. So now I'm going to focus on how I want to change it. And then I decided what I wanted to pay for rent. And the next day, somebody offered me um, a room in the house for that exact amount of rent. And it's it's lower than what you think you're going to pay in Portland because Portland has higher rents now. So it's below what a typical rent would be. Mm-hmm. And I get to look out to the backyard. I'm looking out to the backyard out of <laughs> both banks of my windows. It's really light and sunny here. It's in a residential neighborhood. Uh, one thing that I thought I was going to miss a lot from the old apartment was this beautiful lilac tree outside my kitchen windows with uh, the dark purple kind. Guess what's outside my bedroom window? An old <laughs> lilac tree with dark purple flowers. And the space in your bedroom is the blue that you wanted to paint. Yeah, it's, it's blue. It's dark blue. It's very masculine. 
Oh, and the other and funny thing is you got to watch out what you focus on. You can say, oh, I don't want to live on a busy street, so I want to live on a quiet street. So you focus on quiet streets. Guess what I did? I focused on living on a busy street and how much I didn't want to do that. Right. Yes, I live on a busy street. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the the thing that um, is really is really important is that you turn things around for yourself. Um, yeah. You know, you could have you could have just kept going and kicking rocks and being upset and um, yeah. you know uh, why are these people doing this to me? Blah 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 blah. And you decided to keep the momentum going, and um, now you are in a better position. You did get the space that you wanted. You're now looking outside of, you know, your windows are showing lilac trees and and gardens instead of the industrial park that, you know, sometimes we get so comfortable in what what we're doing, especially um, when we're trying to change things. You know, you're so comfortable. Comfortable does not always mean good. It just means that this is comfortable. That's what I know. And you don't realize that there's something, there's always something better. And we do have the ability to have something better, and it is our right to have something better. Mm-hmm. That's what I finally got out of the IM discourses. It's my right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, to have the things that I desire. It may not be something that you desire. You know, you wanted that big screen TV, and you got it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. to you, man. Yeah. That big flat screen TV. Oh yeah! Oh, that's oh, I love that because it's facing my bed now. <laughs> I remember all the stuff you got. You don't even remember. I don't even remember anymore because it just comes so, like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I did put an order in for that. Oh right. Uh-huh. I put that on the list too. I'm putting that on my, um, my success list. I got me a TV. <laughs> I got my blue bedroom. The TV, the bedroom, something else happened with your boss. I can't remember. Um, you, he gave you a raise or something else. Um, oh, I wish. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I got to work well, on it was, Maybe boss. he was acting wicky-wacky or he was, I don't care. I can't remember, but. Yeah, it was um, one of those wicky-wackies. And I'm like, okay, I have to go in in the peace and harmony mode because uh, I'm not going to blame him for it. I have to blame myself for it. Not blame, but, you know. Uh, You're the one that created it. Right? So I have to go in with the harmony and the peace. Right. And he changes his behavior. Right. If I talk right. bad about him, I've done this before. I, you know, go out and have a couple of drinks and you get in that mood. like, oh, my boss is a rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and then the, the next day, <laughs> guess what happens at work? Frankie <laughs> baby at work. So, you know, I stopped doing that. Yeah. Well, you're getting um, now quicker manifestation turnarounds than you used to as far as your, or maybe you're noticing it quicker um, and than you that used I to. And desiring. On the things that I'm desiring, yes, I notice the quicker turnaround. But that's also, I mean, those are things that I focus on, but I do a lot of the autopilot stuff too. Like, you know, just day-to-day stuff is autopilot, and so it, it's going to happen that way. And so if I want to change it, I'll have to consciously choose to change it. Right. So right. I figure everything is just, you know, 
everything's on autopilot until I decide to make a new autopilot direction. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a habit. And so um, yeah. some things, and this is why people get tripped up, because they'll go, well, I was just focusing on coffee, and I got the coffee. How come I can't do that with a million dollars? Well, because you're on autopilot with the I'm broke, and there's not yeah. enough, and I don't have enough. And how am I going to have enough? Instead of being an I am um, perfection or I am rich, I am abundant, I am opulence, I am all of those things. And where we with the water seeks its own level, so you are going to naturally go to the one that you have no moment. You have the most momentum. That's where your focus is going to be. So if your if your focus is on the momentum of I'm broke, I'm broke, I don't have enough. Oh, why is everything so expensive? It's cost too much. Blah 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 blah. And that feeling is very powerful. Then, you know, one I am statement ain't going to change anything. <laughs> true. So true. Two I am statements is not going to change anything. It takes a little work to build up the momentum, mm-hmm. and it's not impossible. It can be done. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to hear, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit before you uh, roll out of here today and see what else you had to share about the I Am Discourses before you go. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to share? You keep reading them. Just keep reading them. Keep practicing. More importantly, practice it. Don't be a reader only. Do it. Be a doer or however I want to paraphrase that. I hear yeah. around the world. Go out and practice. Practice, practice, practice. Have fun with it. Don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, Excellent. seriously, that's how I have changed things in my life. And it's not even like like going out and searching for a place to live. It's getting the vibe that I want I get going about getting the new place to live. And then it mm-hmm. shows up. So the doing for me is, this is where it always got weird in my head. For me, the doing is you know, doing your I am statements, getting your vibe in the right direction, and then sort of walking into the arena that's been prepared for you by that. So the doing mm-hmm. first is aligning, and then the second doing is kind of walking in onto the set. Right. Yeah, so that's why I look at it. I'm ready for my close-up. You're prepared now to walk onto the set. You're not walking onto the set uh, without your makeup done, without your clothes, your, without your costume on, without your lines, you're yeah. walking onto the set prepared. Yeah. You know? And that's true. That's a great analogy. I love that. Yeah. you got to have your, your I am statements are like practicing your lines for the, the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when the vibe is right, you know, the director says, scene, and there's the stage, and you just walk out and do your bit. Awesome. I love it. Great. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. Thank you. So um, Gary has to leave, so that's why we had him uh, pop in a little bit early to share his uh, experience this past year with his IM statements and building the momentum. And um, we're going to keep finishing up and reading, and then we'll continue to share. I see guest six has something they wanted to share as well. Oh, they're gone. And um, <laughs> Linda. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hello. hello. 
Hello, hello. Do you want to finish up the the last three pages? Yes. Happy to do Okay, that. cool. Thank you, Gary. Love you. I'm going to go on the mute here. Have you de- enjoy your delicious breakfast? Thank you. Have fun, Mr. Paul. Bye. I'll see you guys Bye. next week. Bye. Okay, go ahead, Linda. Okay, Discourse uh, 33, July 4th, 1932. Beloved Arcturius's Independence Day Discourse. St. Germain. Invocation. Mighty, sustaining, enfolding presence. We give praise and thanks for thy life everlasting, thy youth eternal, thy light illuminating. The Discourse. O America, we love you. Mighty seed of God's eternal manifestation, we give praise and thanks that thou art sustained and governed by God alone. The day on which independence within thy heart was established, thou didst become a radiating center of light to all humanity. We give praise and thanks that out of all will come peace and prosperity to mankind in thy embrace. Back of thee is the power that will sustain and maintain the reign of God on earth. This light shall illumine and strengthen the hearts of thy children in all ruling places. And out of all shall come love, justice, and wisdom. America, we love you. America, we love you. America, we love you. America, we love you. We love you. Today, O America, those mighty messengers of God who have passed before, look upon thee with their hearts filled with love and strength, the love of the mighty I Am Presence flowing forth to heal, to bless, and to prosper thy inhabitants. The very substance of earth is being quickened into greater activity, And as the children of God walk the earth, so shall they feel the current of God flowing in, quickening them into greater love, loyalty, and desire for thy freedom. O America, thou dost seem to have become bound, but thou art not. Thou art entering into thy great freedom. Thou dost seem in the throes of pain, but thou wilt be born into that greater peace, health, happiness, and prosperity. We give praise and thanks that this is God's wisdom, the mighty I am present speaking. The Christ child enfolding thee, America, has grown into majesty and power. It no longer pleads, but commands obedience of all that is of the outer to the service of the inner presence. The power of divine love governs thee and consumes all unlike itself. America, we give praise and thanks that thou art a great jewel within the heart of God, the lamp of illumination, lighted by the mighty I Am Presence, the chalice, the crystal cup, holding within its pure radiance, the freedom, peace, health, prosperity, and illumination of those who dwell within thy embrace. May all the world feel thy radiance and be blessed by it. Peace, 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 
and on earth goodwill to man. Okay, that's it. We're done. Aren't we? Yep. Well, no, we're not done. There's still more. <laughs> um, do you want to read the notes? Sure. Well, uh, let's see. We're going to look at the new cycle. Yeah, you might as well read it all. Okay. This course thirty-three. I just want. I do want to. I do want to say that. Um, I know it sounds like they're only focused on America, and America is unique in itself. That um, it is one of the younger uh, countries on the planet, and um, one of the places where you are supposed to have peace and prosperity and health and all of those good things. And we are still going through growing pains. We are still going through pains. And it's it's important for us to realize that while we're here, those of us that are in the United States, um, to send love and light to those governing bodies that are governing our country. I do that often. And um, I don't care if you don't like the the president, I don't care if you don't like the, uh, what was it, what was it, Dana, <laughs> the speaker of the house, I don't, I don't care um, about all those things, you don't have to necessarily agree with someone to send them love and light, it only blesses the rest of us, you know, when you do that, it only helps the rest of us, and if you could take the judgment out of your thought process and um, send blessings, love, and light anyway, regardless, um, those people will start to be removed anyhow. You know, the, 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 the changes will start to happen anyway. But it's not going to happen if we criticize, condemn, uh, judge, and constantly, 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 constantly nitpick and criticize. You're only hurting, we're only hurting ourselves when we do those things. And sometimes it's difficult, you know, to um, send, you think, oh, they're just terrible. They're not doing a good job. Okay, well, you know what? You can't do a good job with energy that's being sent to you that says you keep doing a bad job. <laughs> that's right. You know, it, it's it's very difficult to do that, you know. Um, even when you look at a little kid and everybody around him calls him bad or, you know, he's stupid or he's dumb, very difficult to get yourself out of that um, energy state when, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible. That is, that's not what I'm saying. You can't rise above it. But someone at some point is going to um, give that child the idea, concept, or notion that they really aren't stupid. And maybe they start to believe that. But when you have so much energy coming at you, about how terrible you are and how such a such a horrible place to live. I've lived in a I've not lived. I've been in a lot of different places in the world. America is not the worst place on the planet to be. Um, so if we all did that, um, those of us that are here in this country did that for, and those of us those of us that are in other countries did that for for our um, governments and those people that are in power. We could, without even 
being in office physically, taking charge, we could change the way we experience our reality. It's all up to us. Linda, you had something you wanted to add, I think. Linda. Yes. Did I lose you? You said yes. No. No, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. I said, did you have something you wanted to add about the, um, you know, it's difficult yes. to work? Um, the illuminating, um, you know, when we read about something that happened and somebody now, they were able to videotape it, and so mm-hmm. it shows the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a horrible thing that happened, but, however, it's been illuminated, and so the people who did the wrong thing are now made responsible. They're 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 being made accountable for what they did, and to me, that's shining the light or illuminating situations. Absolutely. Um, and so things that you read, like today in the paper, they had uh, a report on uh, uh, investments uh, for uh, city government in Illinois. And on first look, you go, oh, my God, these, you know, all of this money was lost. But if it wasn't for the reporters doing investigative work, and the paper having them do that, that light would not have been shown on the situation. Absolutely agree. So a lot of this negativity that you see, if you look a little deeper, you can be grateful that it's it's out in the open. It's not hidden. And um, and, and, Well, you see a lot of that happening now. Right. And... um, you know, whistleblowers and all that, because people are uh, are standing up and saying the truth, and there are uh, more of those now. And so, yes, maybe we see more of that on the news and stuff, but, again, the positive aspect of it is that it's being, the sh- light's been shone on it, it's not being put under the carpet, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, here... They've been letting a lot of people out of jail. They've been there for 30 years, and they were railroaded. It turned out they were mm-hmm. railroaded in. You know? So uh, um, instead of getting really bummed out about it, um, maybe you can you know, step back and take a look and say, okay, does this have a positive? Is there something positive in this? And I think you'll find that a lot more. And that then eases... Uh, your anxiety or your fear. Right. I love that because I started, I, you're right, because I also, um, uh, you know, some of the um, police uh, thing now, you know, because we have great police and we have not so great police. We have great government and we have some not so great government. And it's interesting how that's just what you said, you know, it's things are coming to light, whereas before, um, you know, years ago, hundreds of years ago, it was hidden, you know, and it was swept under the rug. A lot of stuff you can't sweep under the rug these days anymore. 
<laughs> and I love the transparency, you know. And right. it's it's illuminating, as you said. You know, the light is illuminating um, the hidden and the dark spaces. And you just have to, you can be excited about that and thrilled about that and that you're in this time frame and have that um, experience. I had the same thought you had this week about that as well. Same thing. I was like, well, you know, it's coming to the light. (laughs) Not being hidden anymore. So I love it. You're right. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, So how, since we're at the end now, this is the end, the end of the audience discourses, you want to read those notes? Okay. No, I would suggest that sometime each day you think of yourself as a radio station, sending forth peace and goodwill to all mankind. Know that in this mighty consciousness, the limitless power of the mighty I Am presence flows forth to each individual and gives that which he is ready to receive, bringing enlightenment and decision to everyone. Be conscious that your own minds are such powerful divine centers that at any time you can make quick, unerring decisions through the power of divine love. Recognize that your mind is but a vehicle of the great master presence of the mighty I am presence within and that it is to obey the inner presence at all times. Command it always to act with decision alertness and quickness and that all human sense of wavering be forever consumed. The new cycle. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new cycle. Today is a focal point of 10,000 years, the beginning of another cycle of 10,000 years in which the great ones from Venus who have always been instrumental in the uplift of humanity and our earth this day come forth and pour out to humanity throughout the earth a mighty radiance. This will bring about more quickly a greater stabilization and confidence in the hearts of many public officials. It will cause them to have a strong, unwavering desire to reestablish America in confidence and prosperity and make them feel a deeper love and loyalty for her progress than ever before. Many will have learned that they cannot rule humanity with a ruthless hand, for they are seeing that the inroad of control, which they had desired to gain over others, is returning to themselves for redemption. If this lesson can be impressed upon them sufficiently, a great calamity will have been averted. In this quickening period, things can be done in the short period of 20 years that would ordinarily require a hundred years. And then do you want me to do the invocation? Yep. Beloved St. Germain's description of the New Year's Eve conclave at the Royal Teton, January 1, 1935. It is with great joy that I relate to you briefly some of the activity that took place at the Royal Teton last night. 214 of the Ascended Masters were present and the 12 from Venus. The all-seeing eye was in the most powerful action known thus far. 
great rays of light are made permanent to our national capital and the capital of each state, that a constant radiation may pour forth to these focal points, and also to the principal cities of Europe, India, China, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, South America, Africa, and Mexico. A similar activity of radiation from the Golden City and Shambhala was also poured forth, making a triple activity for the blessing of mankind. Every effort is being made to avoid as much destructive activity as possible throughout the world. The activity of the past three months has been extremely encouraged tremendously encouraging, and we do have high expectation for this year. Being so well aware of the free will of humanity, we can but trust for their harmonious cooperation with the conscious radiation poured forth from the above-mentioned triple activity. There were outpourings of light from the tall master from Venus, Jesus, and the great divine director, such as I have not known before in my experience. The many who have been fully aware of my sincere efforts for the blessing of America have now joined me in full power to achieve all possible that the cosmic law and the law of the individual will permit. The cosmic laws are daily giving greater freedom in this activity, which is the thing that gives us such great encouragement. There were many students present last night for which I am very grateful. There is much detail of the activity which took place that I may not reveal at this time, but I assure all the students that it was marvelous beyond description. The great host of the Ascended Masters joined me in their love, light, blessing, and opulence to the students, to America, and to the world that this year may be unparalleled in its happiness to mankind. In the fullness of my love, St. Germain. And that, my friends, is the end of the I Am Discourses, Volume 3, and our uh, I Am Discourses focus um, with the three volumes. And I want to thank Linda for reading today. And um, I want um, you all to, if you haven't already, Check out Unveiled Mysteries, The Magic Presence, and the I Am Discourses. We did cover all three of them starting uh, October 2013. So um, you can follow along and download the, listen to their stream here, or you can pick the books up yourself um, from the St. Germain Foundation.org and read them and see. See if you focusing on your mighty I am presence for one entire year um, doesn't uh, benefit for you and changes things around for you. I know it changes things around for me. But um, Linda, do you want? Do you have some stuff you want to share today? Um, Welcome yes, back we for a, hi, we guest have seven. A new guest. Yep, guest seven. Hi. Guess I haven't found me on the right moment. <laughs> uh, hi. Um, yes, I'm going to share some of my stuff. I was going to allow Linda to share if she had any as well. Sure. Um, 
experiences and because we've been we've been diligently uh focused on our I am presence. One of the things um that we read in the beginning of the book, which I took to heart myself, was um that if you build a momentum and you focus on your I am presence um for a year, you would start to see changes in your own experience in your own reality. And when I sat there and read that, I said, well, that's kind of interesting. Nobody's ever kind of put it to me that way <laughs> before. Um, and uh, I said, well, I, at that time, I didn't have anything else to do, but <laughs> I said, well, what the heck? I might have, well, what, could I, what did I have to lose? And so we um, decided to go ahead and do that here um, in the Indigo Room. And we started with the Unveiled Mysteries uh, first. Um, because that's, I read it in Volume 3, that statement. And uh, I said, well, I'll put it to the test and prove it to myself. I can't prove anything to anyone. Um, I can only prove it to myself. But I can encourage you and I can give you some examples um, and Linda can give you some examples of um, how how it's helped her. Um, and I am surely uh, happy to give you examples of how it helped me. But I can't prove it to you. I can only share with you what did work um, for me. So I read it first in, in Volume 3 because Volume 3 was what I read first, actually. That's what fell into my lap first. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is, this is like, <laughs> there was this book all my life, you know. But when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I always believe that. And uh, then we went into the rest of the volumes. I'm still reading the, the, the rest of them. Um, I'm in volume eight now. Uh, so, and I uh, started reading them in 2013 in March of 2013. So, March or February, somewhere around there. So it's it's not uh, stuff that you can just power through and, and uh, you know, do an I am statement here and an I am statement there. You have to build up some momentum in your in your um, work because you've got a lot of stuff going on now in whatever your, you know, whatever your reality is. You may not like it. You know, you may have discord and craziness and chaos, confusion. Maybe you're in pain. Maybe you hurt yourself. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're broke, maybe you're whatever. You got all of that going on. And um, so that is a strong momentum. Going in a direction you, you're not going to be happy with when you actually land there. So it's it's going to be, it's like, my sister says, it's like turning the Titanic. <laughs> you got the Titanic on full speed and now somebody says, well, turn starboard. And that sucker is hard to turn. It's not impossible. It is hard to turn. And that is what um, building the momentum is like in the beginning. But anyway, uh, oh, guest seven read one of the books, read volume, one volume of Iron Statements and Unveiled Mysteries. Yeah, very, very profound book. I indeed agree. Uh, Linda. Yes, we'll start off with you, my friend, my wonderful, okay. fabulous sister friend. <laughs> Thank you. 
in, uh, okay, let's see, a year ago. Let's see, that would have been April, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of things going on. Um, one of the things was that I wanted to move, and I wanted to uh, reduce my bills. And uh, this happened a little before a year ago, and I'd been working on that, and I received a phone call from my mother in May, and um, she wanted me to come out and help her uh, with her boyfriend and his health issues, and so out I came, and... Uh, I was still going back and forth. I was still paying rent at my place in California. Um, but I didn't have to buy groceries. I didn't have to pay utilities. So my bills were much less. And then um, my mother had a heart attack in July. My mother came out. Uh, and it was obvious that I needed to move. Uh, so I have a new place to live now. I live in Chicago with my mother and my uncle. Um, I have just about zero bills. I don't have to, uh, you know, I have phone and storage, and that's pretty much it. I don't have to pay for anything else. So I really, you know, I didn't, I wasn't aware of, Circumstance. I wasn't so specific about some of the circumstances. Right. I'm. I'm glad that I. I am flexible enough to be able to to you know still make a living here. Um. And as a matter of fact, thinking back on it now, way back in my late twenties, I decided that I always wanted to have a way to make a living where I wasn't chained down to any particular location. (laughs) And by George in 2001, that happened. (laughs) And it's been, it's been going on ever since. So, Mm -hmm. but I waited, I don't know, 15 years for that one because I kept throwing roadblocks in my way. Oh, how's it going to be done? I can't see where this is. You know, where am I going to be making money from? Where am I going to find clients? Yakety yak, you know. Uh, and um, so it took a long time for it to happen. <laughs> the, the other thing that I wanted um, was um, I wanted a garden, a veggie garden. And uh, it seemed like every time I, you know, I got the stuff to do a veggie garden in California where I live, and I would get the plants in and planted, and then I'd have to fly to Chicago. So I never got to, I got my veggie garden, but I never got to, I, I experienced a few, few tomatoes from it, but that was pretty much it. And my neighbor, of course, I, you know, wanted him to have all of that stuff, Uh and he kind of took care of it because the garden was in his backyard because my backyard barely got any sun. And so now I have a veggie. I, I uh, Mom and I planted 
a whole bunch of tomatoes last spring. We had a bumper crop, and uh, and now we're going to expand this year, and we're going to grow other other things than tomatoes. And, nice. Uh, yeah, and it's like cool, and um, so it's like wow, this is you know this is coming into fruition. So. Um, and and I have a uh, time. And the other then the other thing was that um, I made it. You know, I made a decision to collect Social Security, and so that has really been a nice buffer. For you know, it's again helped with the bills that I have and stuff. And uh, so the abundance, the opulence is flowing. Nice. There's no. You don't feel the strain anymore. Exactly, and in fact, um, I um, I have some money now that I can um, go back to supporting um, a um, non-denominational retreat in San Luis, Colorado. My friends own it, and um, I was donating so much a month, and then uh, I had to stop because I needed to eat, and now I'm uh, able to uh, start that back up again. Nice. And how do you, um, how has it changed how you just move through your experience through your day-to-day? I I think the biggest thing, uh, two things. One is I pretty much let go of judgment. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, I still, you know, catch myself. Uh, but that's been huge. And it's amazing when you let go of judgment, uh, you're not spending all this energy in negativity. And yeah. so my day and my, you know, I get up in the morning and I say, you know, um, I want, you know, peace and light and love and humor in my life today. And... um you know, it pretty much happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, things happen. But I can't, I think the other thing is that I can catch myself when I go to a negative thought and I can immediately uh, call on the all-consuming flame mm. and negate it to um, uh, take, bring it back to source and, and stuff and not send that vibration out. And so I'm a lot more conscious of something. It's like uh, uh, I'll catch catch myself going, Duh. you know, somebody will cut me off or something, and then I'll start to cuss, and I go, I'll be part of the way through the word now. I won't get the phrase out. And go, oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And then stop and say, okay, be safe, you know, just the person, whoever it was, Please be safe for everybody, you know. And uh, so. I see you picked uh, up another radio show on your radio station. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can I answer guest seven? She, they're asking, how do you beat negative thinking? I think the first thing is you you have to recognize that you're having a negative thought, which is great. That's the biggest thing. And then what I you know, I simply say, I am the all-consuming flame, uh, consuming all 
um, mistakes past and present and consuming all mistakes from for which my outer is responsible. And I say that every time. And now that I do it, um, and then, you know, I usually say it at night before I go to bed, and I usually say it in the morning when I get up. Um, and uh, at, uh, at lunchtime, I don't do it, but I, I sort of spot myself. I stop but when I'm taking a break or something. So, okay, did I do that? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and do that and just mm-hmm. say the, the phrase again. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the statements that are in the I Am Discourses in Book 3 are very, very powerful, and there may be four or five on one page. And right. so I started writing them down because I was getting frustrated. Like, where was that one? And it was really good, and I really, you know, and I started writing them down. And then um, it doesn't matter whether you read them out loud or silent. I prefer silent because I live in a small place. Um, mm-hmm. But if it makes you feel better, write them, you know, write them. Uh, or you can even just write them out and that's saying them. Um, so uh, sometimes I say them out loud when I'm by myself. And when I'm around other people, I like to keep that private. Right. And um, sometimes I have to say the all-consuming, I have to say my all-consuming thing a couple of times, you know, one right after the other. Or if if the thought comes back up, then I say I am in control of my thought, and I keep repeating it until I physically feel uh, calmer, or, uh, you know, whatever the feeling is has dissipated some, then I know it's okay. That's sort it of depends my... for me. Sometimes I find immediate relief. Sometimes I, it depends on how steeped I am in. Right. Or how vested I am in, in feeling that way. Right. You know? Because if you feel indignantly critical or judgmental, you're steeped in it. You're in it. Right. You know? Right, if and it'll keep coming up. That, yeah. Yeah. And so you and may have to, that's something you may have to work on a little bit more to get the release that you're looking for. It just right. And it, right, and every time it comes up, you know, oh, you know, driving in the car, you get all kind. you know, that's when a lot of that stuff comes up because you're, you know, you're out and about, you're not, you're not doing an activity that occupies you mentally. Like I work on the computer all the time, so I'm, you know, doing this and doing that, checking things. And so that's what my focus is on. But when I'm, you know, uh, exercising or um, uh, um, driving in the car, that's when my mind can go off in all kinds of directions. And um, and during television commercials. <laughs> you know all of these drug, yeah. all of these drug commercials. It's like I really have to catch myself because I get annoyed that they are uh, they're allowed to advertise and that you know now they want you to go tell the doctor, hey, I need this drug because I got <laughs> this is wrong with me, you know, and and uh, so uh, it that irks me. So, uh, you know, I sometimes do it a lot. I mean, I may do it 20 or 30 times in a day. 
not so mm-hmm. much now. At the beginning, like you said, right. uh, you know, it's been a year. So you and again, you're building up momentum, and as you practice, it it becomes a habit, a habit, uh, and you're your habit of being more aware of what's going through your mind. We just we don't realize how many thoughts we have in five minutes. And most a lot of them are negative. Well, you absolutely can say, um, what Guest 7 wrote, you absolutely can say, I call upon you to remove this negative thought, do it now and forever. You yeah. absolutely can. But remember... You have free will. You can always go back to that thought. Whether you ask your mighty I am presence to remove it now and forever, if you go back to that thought, it's you know, it's it's up to it's up to us. Okay? Mighty uh, our I am presence will always assist us, but we always have free will. It's like your God self, it's your God self, it's your I am presence and your God self are the same that's inside of you. It will always assist you. But you're the one, you're the operator, you're the operant power. So we always have that free will. That's the that's the divine, I guess what what do you call that? The the um the paradox, I guess. Because you do have free will, you can ask it to sustain you forever and keep the momentum going, but it will not keep the momentum going in spite of you. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't just say it once and then yeah. say now and forever. Because that's not right. how it works, and in fact, they do talk about that. You need to do it every, you know, you need to do it every day, just because of the out, the way the outer works. Right. So and that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, some days I I wake up early and I'll I'll sit and think about um, you know. Actually, I like to go outside and get the paper. I'm in my bathrobe, and I face toward where the sun rises now that mm-hmm. the weather's nicer. Um, and um, I just, you know, I'm thankful for, the, you know, the great eternal sun shining on me, you know, and filling me with light, the overflowing. So sometimes That's I my favorite that. thing to do in the morning. That's my favorite yeah. one. <laughs> My favorite, favorite. Because mm-hmm. the eternal sunrise, you know, receive that. That's my favorite um, activity. And that can carry you pretty far once you get the momentum going. Um, but it's a, it's just like anything, you know, you have a small little snowball that you start out with in your hand. Now, you may not realize or understand the mechanics of how the snow collects on top of the on top of the snowball if you keep rolling it through the snow. You may not understand all the mechanics of that. You just have an idea that if you take this little tiny snowball and you roll it down a hill, it'll become a big snowball. The momentum will start to go. It'll start to gain momentum down this huge hill. And you may not understand all the mechanics, of how that works, but you can see the result of it as it's rolling down the hill, yeah? So you can see the momentum as it's starting to build up as the, as the snowball gets larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. You don't need necessarily understand all of the, the scientific mechanics of it, but there it is. There's the evidence. 
of it. And this is what starts to happen when you start to focus on your I am statements, read those books. Um, for me, and I know Linda and Gary as well, it is not like, you know, the books that you read once <laughs> because a lot of it, even when we were reading them again, we go, oh, yeah, remember that? Because you forget. This is the land of forgetfulness we live in, in this reality. Um, I feel like that anyway. And uh, many times I've read this book, and, and this is my second or third reading, and I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Oh, yeah, I didn't write that down. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true, you know. So it does take a little bit of um, work um, on your part, effort on your part. And Neville also talks about that as well. You know, it does take work. It does take a little bit of effort. You may get some results on some things, and some things you, it may be a little bit longer and you have to wait. Um, but don't get discouraged and don't quit. Don't give up because once you start... Nine times out of ten, most of us stop right as the momentum is starting to get, is starting to go. It's just, we just, we just got it now where the momentum is starting to kick in and you're starting to see the results. Just what Gary was here before and he was saying how now it's starting to, for him, it's, things are just starting to be, that's just the, the normal part of him. It's not so much, oh, wow, isn't that amazing? It's sort of just, yep, I did that. Yep, I did that. You know, and but you still have to keep the momentum going. There's no point. There's not going to be a point until you leave now, until you leave this plane where you're not going to be working consciously on um, yourself here in physical. Until you know. And the other thing is, you know, we all started off doing little things. You know, we, you know, uh, uh, and trusted that, you know, uh, the I am presence would provide it, you know. Like, oh, um, you know, I'd like so-and-so to call me, and then, you know, the phone rings, or uh, mm-hmm. I'd like, uh, I have, I almost don't even have to call my clients now. I just, I just think, hmm, it's about time I heard from so-and-so, and then the phone rings pretty much the <laughs> same day or the next day, or I get an email saying, hey, you know, uh, need to talk to you about something, you know. Right. So, um, well, I know for me, um, when I started uh, reading the IAMP discourses in January of 2013, because that's when, well, February, January, February, somewhere in there, um, myself, um, by myself, someone said to me, I think you would enjoy these. I think it was Margaret Boucher. I think it was her. Um, and uh, I said, oh, okay, let me go look. What is she talking about? She said, yeah, they, you know, sounds pretty interesting. I think you might enjoy reading them. So I found the link. I went and I, I grabbed, um, she sent me book three, I think, the link to book three. That was what I read first. And um, my jaw dropped initially. <laughs> it's like, what is this? The devil like this? If you've listened to any of the shows that we've done, I'm a huge Neville fan. I follow Neville um, 
quite a bit. And I've always said that if he was alive on the planet today, I would probably be one of those groupies, you know, sitting at his door, knocking on his door. So I'm glad he's not here because I don't like to make anybody a guru or be a groupie of anyone. So um, anyway, I started reading those in the uh, beginning of, of uh, 2013. Was it 2000? Yeah, it was 2013. Because 2012, I had fallen and hurt myself very badly. Uh, crushed the vertebrae in my back. So I really wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to move. I had no money. I only had food stamps now because I couldn't, uh, wasn't employed, couldn't work. Um, and I was in a bad situation in my perspective, from my perspective. Um, and I wound up uh, losing my place where I lived and, um, because of that. So um, God sent these wonderful, my, my mighty, I am presence, my mighty God self sent these wonderful people to assist me at that time. And my roommate here, who uh, I live with now. And um, I had no income, only had food stamps coming in. So uh, I had these, these I am discourses. I couldn't really go anywhere. I couldn't walk. I had to use a walker. Um, couldn't really get up and down stairs as much as I wanted to. Linda knows we, were, we discussed my pain level on numerous occasions because <laughs> I wanted to come back and do the show, but I was just in a lot of pain. I couldn't sit for more than um, 30 minutes an hour at a time. So, and walk the I am discourses. And uh, I'm reading them and uh, applying, you know, doing Neville and trying to get my back healed and I'm going to physical therapy and um, taking pain medications and uh, it's just not bad. I couldn't move my hand to reach for a sandwich without going into massive spasms to the point where I would be in screaming pain. Um, so I decided that uh, if anything in this book was true, then I should, in a year, be all right. I'll just, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? So... um I said, I will start focusing on my I am presence for the next year. Every single moment of day when I started to find my mind wandering or uh, drifting off into the nether regions of my mind, uh, you know, witchy-wacky or pain and food, I would bring it back to the um, bringing my mind on to my I am statement. And I'm, if you've ever listened to the Indigo Room, I'm the person that writes everything down. <laughs> Linda, right? I write it all mm-hmm. down all the time. Yep. Yep. And I place them everywhere, right? If <laughs> <laughs> you come to my house, you'll see the stuff everywhere because I'm the kind of person who needs to be reminded constantly um, to, you know, say these statements or to, to, to remember them, to learn them, to eat them is what I said. So I have to I have to read it and write it and then 
uh, write it again, and then it becomes mine, and then I, I absorb it. So that's the way I eat my, my books. <laughs> and you put, put notes on the walls. Yes, yes. I put my notes on the walls as well. In the mirror, my roommate one day, I, I uh, had stuff on, and I um, now expanded into the bathroom, and she's like, you can make that up. <laughs> You've gone away one weekend, and I just said, oh, I need to put this in the bathroom where I can see it. You know, it was about my body. And a matter of fact, that particular uh, one that I had about my body, I got from Dr. Uh, Joseph Murphy, who also was, uh, he studied with Abdullah Neville. Um, but anyway, so I put those things everywhere. I'm that, I'm that chick. So uh, I stayed in um, my I Am Presence. And the first experience I think, Linda, I had was, was um, remember when I told you I, the wind, I had stopped the wind that day? Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when I realized, oh, I can do these things. <laughs> right. And you were saying, well, let's try this. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first real um, experience with being able to change my reality and um, was able to stop the wind. Um, I think that was like after I, right after I read book three. Took me about a um, a month and a half to get to book three. So I guess it was, I guess it, I, I think it was uh, around March, maybe March of last year. I mean, 2013 that happened. And then uh, I also um, saw the violet flame around the sun. Remember I told you about that too? Right. Remember that? And that was another indication um, for me. Um, and I was like, hmm. What's going on with that? But anyway, long, I'm digressing. So I said, well, that's real. See, I can't prove it to you. I can only prove it to myself. That's real. That's true. That works. I'm going to keep going. So every day I would um, be in my imagination and doing yoga. Uh, I'm in the thing called Second Life, and I used my avatar to do exercises. So I was doing yoga exercises. I couldn't physically do yoga exercises, but in my mind, I could do it in my imagination. So I would do that and do my I am statements every day, the ones that I felt were necessary for me and for my body and for my well-being, the ones that were resonating with me at the time in my meditation and, you know, doing that every day. Every day. Every day I did it. And, you know, people want to want a time frame. The I am, St. Germain says, give your I am presence your attention for a year. And you will start to see the changes. I decided to do that. And... Some changes were harder than others because pain, physical pain, is a very visceral thing because you're going to, you feel it. Ain't nobody else feeling it but you, you know? And so that is a, is, is a hard titanic to turn because when you're in pain and 
you know, you're screaming and you want to reach for that Percocet, which I did often, I ain't going to lie, and you go, well, that didn't work today. And you have to stop yourself from saying those things and believing those things. And I would just keep constantly reminding myself or bringing myself back to the awareness of my I am statement. Percocet, I'd have to take it some days. I was like, well, my, I'm not, I'm not there yet where I feel like I can, you know, get past this without some, without some assistance. <laughs> and then one day I had this massive, like, I don't even know. Remember that day I told you, Linda? It was huge. I called you up, and I, I don't know if you remember, but it was just a real huge. It was like these massive spasms, and you said maybe that's the end. Yeah. And um, it was huge. It was like really, it was just out of control crazy. And um, it started to dissipate. You know, the pain started to dissipate. I guess that was the, it was the climax, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Um, and uh, the physical therapy actually really, wasn't helping. It was making things worse to be truthful. Um, so I stopped it. You know, we eventually stopped. They were like, okay, you're not coming back. And I was like, oh, thank God, because it's not helping. It was just making things worse. And I just stayed in my imagination doing my uh, yoga and calling on my I am presence and doing those I am statements that I found in book three and one and two that resonated with me that I felt were beneficial for me at that time, and I stayed with those. And um, 2014, April, I started working again um, at a job outside of my home. And uh, I was unemployed and un able to work since 2012, October of 2012. I started the I Am Discourses uh, Regimen in 2013. In 2014, um, one year later, things did change. And uh, I started to go to work. Um, I was able to get there every day. I was able to walk my dog. That was so exciting. Uh, when I was able to actually walk my dog around the block, um, I was just very happy to be able to do that because it was a time I couldn't even walk her. I couldn't even, if I went grocery shopping, it would take me almost two hours, and by the time I was done, I couldn't physically move my body. It would take, I would take these little tiny steps, and I would say, you know, old people are moving faster than me, and then I had to stop saying that because... <laughs> I was like, you know, they obviously are in better shape than I am right now. So it was really, it was just, it was just, it was, it was rough for me in my mind because I'm very active. I'm a very active person. So for me not to be physically active anymore, that was difficult. And um, a year later, I'm able to uh, walk my dog, go to work, um, go grocery shopping, do stuff. Still had some some little pains, but it wasn't nothing debilitating. It wasn't debilitating. Um, and then one day, I guess it was uh, 
probably November of, uh, no, October of last year. My, uh, me and my dog are walking, I'm taking her out for a walk. And I saw this dog, and I know you're not supposed to run <laughs> from a dog, but I don't know what happened. It kicked in in my mind, and I was like, told my dog, run, because it was a pit bull, and I didn't, because Cleopatra has no fear of other dogs, so... I, that's when I found out that I could actually run. And uh, I had just started doing physical yoga again. And uh, I didn't realize I was running until I was a block away. <laughs> Up on a neighbor's porch. Because, oh, my God, I can run. So um, for me, um, my physically, mentally, and emotionally things changed when I started really focusing on my I am statements and my I am presence and handing things over. And so when I caught myself in those wiki-wacky moments, I would stop and say, that's not my job. My job is to focus on my I am presence. All of that other stuff is God's work. That's not my job. I'm constantly handing stuff off to God. Um, so another thing that I wanted to do was move back home to New York. I live in Pennsylvania right now. And that was a major thing for me. And that's been a major thing for me for many years. And that's something that I wanted to do. And I always put the roadblocks, like Linda said, I always put the roadblocks in my own way. Yeah, I can't do it now because i got to do this, i got to do that, i got to fix this, i got to have this, i got to that. And so an opportunity presented itself, and I just said, you know what? I'm saying yes. I'm just going to say yes. And everything else I'm handing over to my I am presence. I'm focusing on my I am presence in my imagination. I sleep in New York City every day. And it will work itself out. So at this particular juncture now, um, it did work itself out. I have a new job in New York City. I'm going to be working at the Metropolitan Opera. I leave next week. I am moving back to New York City. An opportunity presented itself for me to have a nice place to stay. And all of that's working out pretty cool. So I'm really excited. Cool. How do I know Neville helped me? Because I've been doing visualization way before I started my I am presence. I don't have fiber. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sorry. But um, I know what works for me, and I know what worked with for me. Um, that's why I said I can't prove it to anyone. I can only tell you what worked for me. So um, it was a combination of both that worked for me. And, I mean, if you have to write your visualization down, write it down and then put it away. And then, you know, you can focus on it and, you know, and then later on you can just check. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um one doesn't one does not um uh, work without the uh, I mean one doesn't work and then the other one doesn't. Neville talks about I am statements all the time and he talks about the same thing, um, as most of uh the I am presence I mean the I am discourses uh discuss as well. So it's not one or the other. It was a combination for me, 
Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I do know that my I am statements, once I started adding those in more on a powerful basis and stepping outside of um, just the doing the visualization, it really helps because it gives me um, something else to put my mind on. Um, my I am statements are very powerful. They work. Um, that was just one of the visualizations that I do. But I use my I am statements when I go to work every day. Um, on people that I see. Um, oh, you put it on. I work. Put it on your phone. So yep. it reminds you. I use it. I use it. Um, I use it daily. Daily. I send out uh, violet flame to my job before I go to work um, to surround and to burn away uh, discordant thoughts. I use it on myself at night before I go to sleep and during the course of the day, especially if I have any wicky-wacky thoughts. And I, right now, because the momentum is built up, get immediate relief. Um, sometimes I don't even realize that I'm doing it. It just kicks in. Like it's like a switch that just kicks in now. It's not something that I have to work on. Um, so, you know, you decide what works for you. I know it works for me. <laughs> so um, I can't prove it to anybody else, but I know that it works for me. I know that those statements, being conscious for the last year and focused on my I am statements only for the last year and, you know, doing my little visualizations in my, in my um, imagination. But mostly every day I, I do my I am statements. I do my I am statements every day. The visualization I do a little bit here every once in a while sometimes. And then I go to sleep in, um, but I go, you know, go to sleep in New York on a regular basis. But other, the other ones, it's my I am statements. So to me, um, they added more power to whatever else I was doing. Anyway, that is the end of our show today. We are two thirty nine. Thank you, Linda, for adding your 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 um, for the opportunity. I enjoy it. Power your powerful statements in and your power into the show. Thank you, um, guest seven, for being here. Guest four, Gary, for sharing. Um, Guest six and guest five. So um, next week I won't be here because I'll be moving. (laughs) so um i have a new schedule i don't know what my new schedule is going to be um so i have to switch out of i have to figure out how to how that's going to work so i'm going to take off the two weeks just to get myself settled and then i'll be back um we'll be back with the show and hopefully you'll um find book four and five. Oh, adorations and affirmations are very powerful guest seven. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> if you ever listen to the show. Um, and I thank you. I love you. And I hope you all have a great week. I'll talk to you soon, Linda. Okay. Okay, bye. Give mom a kiss and a hug. I will. All right, bye. <laughs>